Welcome to Reinventing Professionals, a podcast hosted by industry analyst Ari Kaplan, which shares ideas, guidance, and perspectives from market leaders shaping the next generation of legal and professional services. This is Ari Kaplan, and I'm speaking today with Ignat Postney, the executive director at TAG Consulting, a boutique consulting firm specializing in corporate governance, asset protection, and M&A projects for high net worth individuals and business owners. Hi, Ignat. How are you? Hi, Ari. I'm fine. Thank you very much. Hope you are doing well as well. I am, and I'm looking forward to this conversation. So tell us about your background and the genesis of TAG Consulting. I am initially from uh, lowest, like a junior assistant to junior lawyer. I came to my current company straight from the uh, university, and I always basically knew from the school I wanted to do law stuff. And from the like year number four, number five, I understood that I need some legal, uh, real practice. So went out, got my first job, and stayed with the company for the last uh, fifteen years. I was one of the like initial years of the company starting and in seven years I made a partner and currently I am executive director and a partner of a consulting company. We mostly focus on, like you correctly mentioned, business owners for medium-sized companies mostly and we do M&A, asset protection, bankruptcy, similar projects for them for directly for business owners. And for the last uh, six and a half, seven years, I have been managing our office uh, in Russia mainly in Moscow and uh, doing uh, several projects in retail, uh, in development, in marketing, in various fields. So we have a client, they come to us, and we help them to do difficult legal stuff. But in 2017-18, we went a little bit crazy and delved into AI, software development, etc. So that's the basic gist of it. How did you get involved in software development and deploying AI in the legal sector? You would think that somebody from legal background would be very scared of software development. And what it thought in 2017-2018, and it's before the current craze in AI. So we saw this thing a little bit earlier and thought we needed to adapt because of we as a general, our strategy, our company is being a generalist. So not a very good strategy of on niche market players. When we have, say, big four, and they have a big price and ability to, to do any project. And you have very highly specialized and cheap companies uh, that can do uh, a very small amount of projects, but very well. We are in between because we compete uh, in our region with the big four in our projects. And uh, we have always clients which push us low, lower, lower when this cheaper. So we saw the trend that technology would make our general position in the market very vulnerable because uh, higher companies would go into lower markets and the specialists will remain the same level of quality and even lower price. So we knew we had to adapt. We decided after some deliberation to invest into software development, into AI specifically, because we thought it would be cool. And it actually is rather cool to have like legal artificial intelligence doing all the legal work, due diligence, checking counterparties, etc. And we decided to, first of all, we did not want to become software developers because it's very difficult. No, we don't want to do this. So we tried partnering with some software developers when you and we wanted them to make us our blueprints. We provided them. Please give us uh, this thing which uh, does legal reasoning. 
but please, this is what we know and uh, uh, have the program uh, working as intended as we want it to. What we found out, that's not actually possible because uh, software developments, developers always try to sell you the previous project. And what we wanted to create has never been actually done, did not exist in nature. And they were always trying to sell us their previous successful project. As a result, we realized if we really want to do this, uh, we had to become software developers ourselves. So we hired developers within our company, with a traditional legal company. And sometime later, we hired also linguists because we had to deal with natural language. So that's like uh, evolution of uh, trial and error when we first did, want, did not want to join the ranks of software developers, but actually had to because our approach of partnerships was failing. So. What challenges have you found that legal professionals have in deploying new technology? Yeah, that's a great question. What we did not expect, the first point and why we really had to hire linguists was the difficulty of extracting knowledge and meaning from natural language. The thing is, when you read the contract, when you read some piece of law, a court decision, there is a lot of meaning hidden between the lines. And when the person reads the text, there is a smoke and mirror effect. You read the text and you think that you have all the information needed to understand the text within this document. Not actually the case. There is a lot of information that is being uh, interpreted, reasoned, based on the information in the exact specific words and their meanings. We tried counting how much information usually is being extracted. What we found out, we just took sentences from legal documents, like our usual sentence, which is the reason why so many people hate lawyers, say three, three layers uh, sentence describing, I don't know, the first paragraph of a contract, this is this, acting as this, have agreed, etc., etc. There is allowed about 20, 30 key points of meaning that an expert lawyer can extract from this one sentence. So there is a very high level of compression of meaning to text, say 1 to 15, 1 to 20, etc. And we had to hire people to explain us what we are reading. That sounds maybe a little bit crazy, but that, that's what we actually had to do. The second big challenge, and actually not uh, solved at all completely now, we were baffled by lack of uh, formalized knowledge in the legal domain. Say, for example, if we compare our profession to medical or biology or some other domains or, or fields, they have a lot of money, like uh, billions of dollars, that were put into formalizing knowledge about the human body, the genome, different pharmaceuticals, etc., etc. So as of right now, you can basically Google almost anything you need to get some reasoning in medical sphere. Not the case in legal at all. So you have various legal systems, you have various approaches like common law system, like European law. Despite a lot of text being written, a very small amount is formalized. And good artificial intelligence, reasonable one, verifiable one, heavily relies on such formalized knowledge. So we, what we found out is, okay, you want to do this, you have to write a formalized system of legal knowledge for your exact domain. Also, a very difficult task. What risks do you see in the use of AI in legal? 
Despite the Terminator, etc., etc. scenarios, yeah, also a good question, keeping me sometimes awake at night. What I think the biggest risk of right now is there is a lot of hype. And AI is the number one topic on LinkedIn, etc., etc. Everybody's talking about automation, but there is, first of all, I should point out, there is a very big distinction between artificial intelligence and, say, ChatGPT. Because AI, and specifically narrow AI, say legal AI, which could possibly theoretically do legal stuff, is narrow AI. And it includes uh, ChatGPT as one of the branches of technology, specifically its neural networks. There are also other things which are missing from the complete solution right now. But the problem I see that a lot of money is being poured into neural networks, specifically big neural networks, large language models by Microsoft, other players. If you go back a few years before and read the initial papers from the people who created these neural networks, they were very explicit in telling domain professionals, guys, this is foundational model, not fit for purpose. It's cool. It's awesome. It's simulating talks about unicorns, etc., like ChatGPT or GPT-2, like in 2019. Very cool, very awesome, inspiring stuff. They were very specific about talking that you need, A, basically what they understand, some form of training on legal domain based on this foundational model. And what they don't know, but what, you, what is also needed, you need this formalized knowledge to have reasoning, to have the ability to, to check, to verify, etc. So they have some part of the equation and they give this instrument to the broader audience. The problem is uh, right now big money comes in. And when big money comes in, no, not five years down the road. We want results now. We have a shareholder meeting uh, next quarter. So please give us a return on our $10 billion investment. And uh, very smart guys in uh, R&D, in development, they have to provide results now. And what do you have? We have a large language model. What it does, it does word association incredibly cool. What if we use this instrument to write a legal document? As it turns out, it can write a legal document. But the thing is, this legal document can be correct, not distinguishable from a document written by a human but completely wrong, meaning that it has no legal understanding as a precursor for its creation. So the big problem to summarize right now, people starting to using these large language models for legal domain specific tasks, and this is not a tool for the task at all. That's the biggest problem right now, except Terminator, et cetera, et cetera. How do you see the legal profession evolving in the next few years, given the current rate of adoption of AI? First of all, a small disclaimer. As a lawyer, my background is bankruptcy, asset protection. So I see a lot of dead companies. I see a lot of dead industries, etc. Like that's my bias inheriting all my decisions. What I see right now, there are two opposing I don't know, views on this problem, two opposing camps. There are like technological optimists and pessimists. Optimists are okay, we are doing fine, everything's reasonable. There will be some disruption, but there will be some more new jobs created and uh, etc. So it's a good point of view. I would be very much delighted if it came to be. 
However, my view is a little bit different on this topic. And one of the biggest problems I see right now is that the whole legal profession, the whole model of new lawyers, attorneys, counselors coming to a profession bases on a small thing called apprenticeship. You're becoming unskilled worker. You are a slave for two years. Given a give or take, and then you may be given some uh, proper work to uh, help uh, an attorney, counsel, etc. But for the first two years, your net result for a company is uh, negative because uh, you are taking time away from partners, from uh, experienced workers, and uh, you barely help. Like most of the time, you're taking space, etc., uh, etc. Et and it's okay. It's the way this thing has been done for centuries. And internally, we also counted it. We had we have a good mentorship program. We hire people from universities, and with our very hands-on approach, we as a, we are a small boutique firm, we cannot hire a lot of people. We hire a very small amount of people, but we really teach them. It takes about one and a half two years to get to zero. By zero, you mean all the investments made by the partners, the resources, the salary being the smallest of the investments to get to some positive result for the company. But the key questions, what are the tasks that the person is delegated to for the first two years? It's finding some legal precedent. It's drafting the basic version of something, writing follow-up notes, writing letters, etc. And big hint, AI, even in its current state, not feature complete, is exceptionally good at these stupid tasks. So what you have as a business person, you have a problem. I can hire AI, ChatGPT, to write me letters, and it will do a decent job. It will not be a good letter, etc. But okay, 20 bucks a month sounds good enough. Where does the apprenticeship come into this place? So it takes not two years to go to zero, maybe three, maybe four years, maybe five. So the, this amount of time for a person to be hireable and productive for the company increases. And it's as of today. And as of tomorrow, we have exponential growth of this process. So the problem I see right now is the general model we have been doing for centuries would not be economically feasible. That's the big oopsie I see of the legal profession. This is Ari Kaplan speaking with Ignat Postny, the executive director at TAG Consulting, a boutique consulting firm specializing in corporate governance, asset protection, and M&A projects for high net worth individuals and business owners. Ignat, thank you so very much. Thank you. Have a good one. Thank you for listening to the Reinventing Professionals podcast. Visit ReinventingProfessionals.com or AriKaplanAdvisors.com to learn more.